Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Three is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackey. I've gotten in many of uh, arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry Connie Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's up? Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sellerson. We're having a special co-host every day this week as the Pelicans are very busy yesterday. They announced or officially welcomed Alvin Gentry as a new head coach. And uh, today I have Joel Myers alongside me as a co-host. And Joel, uh, you were the MC of the event yesterday. Such a great event at the facility. So so glad to have Coach Gentry here. Yeah, an exciting time. And, and, and good timing for all of us mm-hmm. because as we'll talk to Coach Gentry in just a couple of minutes, this is a perfect time. Uh, the parts are here already at a good time. Anthony getting ready for his fourth year. Drew Holiday, Tyreek Evans. Eric Gordon, you have all these players that are 25, 26. Anthony, of course, mm-hmm. just uh, a third-year player, three under his belt, getting right. ready for his fourth. So in the prime of their basketball – entering the prime of their basketball lives. And yeah. Anthony Davis way ahead of the curve. So it's an exciting time for us to have a coach who is so skilled yep. offensively. It's going to be a dramatic difference from a standpoint of pace of play. And coming off a championship just a week ago with the Warriors having that – championship not only experience because he's had the experience before but working with Steph Curry who's another superstar just a really nice transition for him I would say coming from Curry to Anthony Davis and a team that is on the rise and and look at it this way he's been the offensive coordinator for the last two teams to lead the league in scoring Mm -hmm. Golden State led this they were the most efficient offensive team all year led the league in scoring at 110 points a game now I'm not coming out and saying that the Pelicans are automatically going to be number one in pace of play number one in the league in scoring but the previous team he was with, and they wanted to keep him. Doc Rivers wanted him to stay with the mm-hmm. Clippers. The Clippers, a couple of years ago, they led the league in scoring, and they were the number one in pace of play. So it's an, it's definitely an exciting time because this is the sixth youngest team in the NBA mm-hmm. we're talking about. They can get out, they can run, and now they will. And he has most of his coaching staff in place. Darren Ehrman, we have a defensive specialist who did a great job with the Celtics the last couple of years. You have Robert Pack, who has been in New Orleans before, and then you retain – Kevin Hansen, who's done such a good job with Anthony Davis and Fred Vincent with the shooting and the, uh, I guess, the progressiveness of uh, Tyreek Evans and his shooting. Just a great staff, it seems like, for Alvin Gentry. A good transition period for all of mm-hmm. us. You bring in the experience of Alvin with a great defensive mind. Everybody says Darren Ehrman is one of the reasons that Golden State moved up dramatically over the last couple of years in defensive efficiency. 
And, and then Robert Pack, that's a great story. Yep. Lawless high school guy comes back home uh, and a very serious guy. And we'll talk about that with Alvin Gentry as well. And then the continuity. To have the consistency, Anthony Davis, his stroke has improved a great mm-hmm. deal thanks to the help of Kevin Hansen. AD will be Here. the first to tell you. And Tyreek Evans would say the same thing about Fred Vincent. So there's a lot of positives going into the new season. And I think another positive, and it's the one thing that I've heard this whole time, is when you ask about the personality of Alvin Gentry, there's not been one person that hasn't talked about how nice he is, how great he is to be approached, you know, his open-door policy, and you've known him for just as long. I mean, just such a, a great guy to be around. Yeah, he's he's a lifer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been in the league for over a couple of decades right. now. I've known him at least 20 years, and he's a gracious gentleman. He's going to be a great part of this organization for years to come and we're the lucky ones yeah because we get a guy at this time it, it's perfect timing actually he knows the game backwards and forwards and and people will say well what about the other head coaching jobs well when he had a team they went to the western conference finals in 2010 right. you look at the other teams the first couple they were lottery teams if you don't have talent you're not going to win in this league and this team has some talent and uh, we have a lot of good stuff Coming up, it's this whole show is dedicated to head coach Alvin Gentry. We'll dive into that, a two-part discussion with Coach, and we'll start that next on this Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. For fast relief coffee. The heat is here, and Keefe's Air Conditioning and Heating is ready for action. Keefe's is South Louisiana's AC replacement specialists. When you're ready for a new high-efficiency, money-saving air condition unit, call us. And as always, call Keefe's, and we'll get you cool in three hours or less. Guaranteed. Keefe's Air Conditioning and Heating. For fast relief, call Keefe's. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. We're talking Pelicans basketball on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the show. We're joined now by Pelicans head coach Alvin Gentry. And coach, you had the press conference yesterday. Been a busy guy since leaving Golden State. Uh, have you settled in a little bit yet? Well, not yet. You know, we, uh, uh, it's, it's interesting. I was just talking to my f- uh, family. You know, we finished the parade on Sunday. Uh, well, I take that back on Friday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I don't even know the dates. <laughs> but we finished the parade on Friday. Uh, Saturday morning, we had a 10 o'clock flight to, to New Orleans. Uh, we got in here, uh, spent all day Sunday looking for a place. Uh, and, you know, obviously, press conference yesterday, mm-hmm. and, and now we're here. So it's been exciting. It's been exciting. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we can't wait to, to get ourselves totally ingrained in the whole New Orleans, you know, uh, city mm-hmm. well everything's changed 
and, and you talked about it a little bit yesterday because you're going to live in the city now. And if I'm not mistaken, you were in Slidell the first time around. Yeah, I was. You know, we were in Slidell. You know, we were in suburbia. And uh, <laughs> we just decided that, uh, you know, we wanted to do New Orleans the New Orleans way. And so uh, we're going to get a place, uh, you know, in the warehouse or the Garden District or something like that. And we're going to be visit every restaurant which i think i've already tried to do in three days but uh uh, we're excited about it you know this city is so such a unique city you know i told someone that to me there's like the two most unique cities in this country is 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 san francisco and then uh new orleans because the you know culturally they're just so different than anything uh any other cities that you're going to visit or 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 take part in and it's just it's, it's it's is, is, is such an exciting place to be. So we're, we're fired up about that. And you've had those two cities in back-to-back seasons, so not I too have shabby. had those. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope that we can have the same results yeah. in, in, in this city. You know. Another big difference, I would say, from your 0304 season is you were at the Alario Center as far as training. Now you got this beautiful training facility. What do you think of the new digs over there? Um, I don't think anyone could appreciate this place unless you were at the Alario <laughs> Center. So uh, it's a, they did a tremendous job. And uh, – you know, I think Dell, you know, helped design this place, and he did such an outstanding job with it. Uh, it's a great facility, two complete full courts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the offices are extremely nice, and uh, it, it's just a quality, quality place. And when you walk around it and look around it, it's something that you should be uh, – all of us should be very proud of. After winning the championship, I, I've watched a, a number of shows, especially on NBA TV, with Peter Gruber, Joe Lacob the owners of the Golden State Warriors. And they talked about culture more than anything else, from the very top all the way down to a 28-year-old who is a video guy who's making <laughs> suggestions and has input. And and to be that inclusive, I would think, has shown you that everybody's opinion counts. Everybody, you want that open kind of policy. So ideas, sharing information, that had to be really healthy for you. Uh, it was extremely healthy. Healthy, and as a matter of fact, yesterday one of the things that uh, one of the first things that we did, uh, Dell and I, is we got everyone in basketball ops, all the coaches, and everything together to say, you know, we're going to have an open door policy that anytime anyone wants to walk into Dell's office or walk into my office, uh, feel free to do it. And uh, if you have uh, a suggestion or opinion, right. uh, we want it. We want to empower everybody in this organization. Uh, because you never know when something's going to happen. It's just like you talked about uh, with Nick Uren. Uh He's our video guy. He's watching film one night and says, golly, you know, San Antonio went small when they played Miami, and it had a, uh, a really huge effect on the game because they were much quicker and much faster. He said, why don't we try to do that? And we thought about it and said, you know, that's a pretty good idea. And actually it changed the whole series uh, in the finals. So I just think – uh, as, as coaches, we should never stop learning, and we should also be open to any suggestions that might come in because you never know when it's going to be something that, that, that could change the whole series. Not only taking suggestions, but stuff like the culture you said, listening to music before practice. Did you learn any different types of styles under Steve Kerr last year as far as uh, different stuff like practice and stuff like that? Well, I think the one thing that we tried to do, and, and I've always been this way, is that I think you got to make practice fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we do a lot of competitive things. Uh, as you said, we play music yeah, throughout most of the practice unless we got instructional things that we're talking about. The guys seem to really like it. It seems to 
to really put a, 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 a energy into the practice that's usually is not there. Now half the music I had no idea <laughs> what it was, but you know I thought it was I thought it was very interesting. So um, you know we'll do those kind of things right there. Uh, the the other thing that we did is that we had you know extremely uh, upbeat, you know, uh, very intense practices that didn't last very long. You know, we didn't go, you know, the two, the two and a half, three hour practices. You know, most of ours were an hour and a half, but it was really up-tempo and the guys really liked that, I think, also. What kind of music did you like? <laughs> well, <laughs> or do you like? <laughs> I, I like a little bit of everything, okay. you know. Uh, but And they did, they played everything. You know, we, we played everything from trombone shorty to, oh, you nice. know, you can, then we got into, country till we got into rap then we got into jazz so you know uh every now and then they'll throw a bone to the old guys okay. there so that we could <laughs> listen to some good stuff you know alvin you're a lifer and i feel the same way that we love the game and everything about it how have you grown in, in just say the last 20 years through the nba because you've seen different systems you've been exposed to so much and to me, timing is everything, and I kind of feel like it's meant to be that you're supposed to be here right now at this point of your career. Yeah, I, I, I do feel that way. I think, uh, you know, early on as a coach, you spend so much time trying to prove yourself. And, uh, you know, I think sometime uh, you go, uh, you know, a little bit to the extreme the other way. And so I think as you get older in this league and, and you've been in it so long, I've worked for 27 straight years in the league now, uh, never took a year off and never had to take a year off. So I feel very fortunate with that. But I think as the league evolved, uh, you know, obviously with the, the TV and the exposure that it got, uh, it's become really the number one sport, you know, uh, as far as recognition. Our guys are recognized more than anybody in the world. You could walk Anthony Davis through any place in this country and, and people are going to know him. So uh, I just think from that standpoint, uh, it's gotten a lot of recognition but it's grown, you know, at one time it was a post-up league and then all of a sudden it became a guard-oriented league and then there was a time where everybody walked the ball up court. And then I think Mike D'Antoni kind of changed that whole thing when he came to Phoenix uh, with the up-tempo basketball where you spread the floor, uh, you get guys that are versatile players in play. Uh, and, and, and that's the kind of basketball I think that fans really appreciate and they really like watching, and that's what we're going to try to do here. What kind of lead do you think it is now? Is it kind of what you just described? or I, I think so. I think more teams right now, if you look around, are playing up-tempo and, and then had a lot of success with it. You know, Cleveland has been that way when they were healthy. You know, obviously with Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving, they were able to play that way and, and, and did a really good job. We play that way. Uh, you look at all the other teams. Uh, that are pretty successful. San Antonio plays that way. The Clippers play that way. Uh, so I think it's become a league where uh, you have what they call the hybrid four type players uh, that can step out and play and do a lot of things. But the tempo of the game has really changed, I think. Two guys that I see as core. You tell me if I'm wrong, and, and it wouldn't be the only the tenth time today. <laughs> Anthony Davis, obviously, and Drew Holiday. And, and two guys, give me the, the attributes that you want to play off of that you like the most about those two. Well, we talked about that earlier with Drew, and I think that uh, if you look back, there was only a couple of years ago that he was an all-star player. And obviously the injuries have kind of slowed him down a little bit. Uh, our goal is to get him healthy and get him pain-free. Uh, if you do, I think you've got a guy that can do a lot of things for you. He's a facilitator. He's a very good three-point shooter. Uh, can shoot it with range, uh, you know, 
AD is one of those guys that can pretty much do anything. You know, he can he, – he's, he's – you know, he had guard skills for so long because all of a sudden he grows seven inches in, you know, in, in 15 minutes, I think. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, – uh, <laughs> but I, I, I think that he, he had so many guard skills because of his size at the time that he, he's been able to take those with him even when he's gotten much bigger. So I think you'll see him play out on the floor some. He will also be a facilitator. We'll run an offense through him. Uh, but the thing for us is that we have to be in attack mode all the time. We have to play up-tempo. We've got we've to push the envelope to the point where we're the best conditioned team in the league and we'll able to, to, to play that way for four quarters. And if we do that, I think we can be very successful. How did you even game plan for AD last year, just not only in the in the playoffs, but during the regular season? How do you game plan for a guy like AD? Well, I think we do it the way we did LeBron James, mm -hmm. is that, okay, you know, this guy is going to get between 25 and 30 points. It doesn't matter how we play him. Uh, so let's – do the best job we can on him, but let's take the other guys out of the game. And that's what we tried to do with Cleveland. Uh, and we had a lot of success doing that really with the, the really good players. I mean, we didn't, you know, I, I, I think I think LeBron had, you know, three or uh, four 40-point games uh, against us out of the six. But, you know, we did a great job on the other guys. And that will pretty much be our philosophy this year, uh, this time also defensively. You know, the, the great players in this league, you can't stop them. Uh, so you do the best job you can, but you try to take the other guys out of the game. In watching your last couple of teams, Warriors, Clippers, even the Suns in 2010 that you took to the Western Conference Finals, you always had guys that could space, that could shoot to make life easier for Anthony Davis, whoever it might be. Uh, spacers, is that a priority? Shooters, three-point shooters? Well, to be honest with you, they had them here. If you go back and look at the, the analytics part of, of this team, uh, they had seven guys on this team that shot 35% on catch-and-shoot threes. So uh, uh, it's just a number. They didn't have a big number of right. attempts. So uh, at 35%, you know, that's more than 50% from, 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 from uh, if you're shooting twos. So uh, I just think the attempts have to be up. And so we'll probably shoot a heck of a lot more threes than they normally would here uh, because I think we got good catch-and-shoot guys that are capable of doing it. And I said to uh, AD, you know, I want you to continue to work and expand your range. You should be a, a, a good corner three-point shooter. And so that's what we're going to try to add to his game also this year. All right, we're going to have Alvin Gentry for one more segment. We're going to get to know the person, Alvin Gentry, uh, next uh, here on the Black and Blue Report. All right. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit and a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. Bring us your purpose and we'll blend it. Looking to purify your diet? Hurry in now and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King, proud supporter of the New Orleans Pelicans. Smoothies with a purpose. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get texts with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelican Mobile Alerts. Visit pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. 
Pelicans fans. Be sure to download the team's official app so you can play our new game, Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Help Pierre the Pelicans save the coast in this infinite flying adventure. Save as many miles of the coast as you can before the water rises. This fun, interactive game includes a basketball bonus round and educational facts about the environment provided by the Audubon Nature Institute. Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Available only on the Pelicans app. Download it today. What's up, Pelican fans? This is Anthony Mackey, a shorter, talented version of Anthony Davis, and you are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Go Pelicans. All right, welcome back to part two of our interview with Alvin Gentry, Joel Myers alongside me. Uh, Alvin, you grew up in uh, Shelby, North Carolina, correct? That is correct. What, what were you like as a kid? Were you a, were you a troublemaker? What kind of uh, activities did you like to do growing up? Well, actually, I, I, I have uh, three brothers and two sisters, okay. and uh, uh, I grew up in a— you know, a, a really a Baptist home. My dad was a deacon in the church for almost 60 years, I think. And uh, uh, so pretty pretty good discipline, you know, that was there. Uh, my sisters to this day still think that I was my mom's favorite, you know. <laughs> and and they remind me of that even, you know, <laughs> even even as we enter into our 60s, yeah. okay. Uh, but uh, it was it was great. I had I, I had a fun time growing up. It was a uh, a nice place to grow up in had a lot a lot of relatives as a matter of fact we had by far the biggest family mm-hmm. in cleveland county my my dad had uh 16 brothers and sisters oh, wow. i had 80 first cousins <laughs> you know so uh it was a fairly large family yeah i'd say so man oh man so high school basketball to playing college basketball for press maravich that had to be an incredible experience i, I did and you know i appreciate it so much more after the mm-hmm. fact that I did when I was there, but you know he was a great, great, great person, uh, and uh, and and just so far ahead of his time basketball wise. Uh, you know we weren't a very talented team, so uh, uh, I don't think you could appreciate his, his, his coaching and how how advanced he was. But uh, played for him for two years, and then I played for Bobby Cremens uh, my last two years at at App State. Uh, one of the truly fun guys and personalities that you can ever be around. And uh, it was so funny because we nicknamed him Cakes because he talked like he had this New York accent mixed in with a Southern accent, you know. Uh, so it was it was he was very difficult to understand. <laughs> did those two kind of influence you to get into coaching after you playing? Yeah, I would say Bobby did, uh, you know, and I love being around Coach Maravich. Uh, uh, but but uh, Bobby, I think, the, the the way he was and the way he, he, he scrambled to get players and, and the things that he did and the way he taught basketball, I think that I really felt, uh, uh, you know, that, boy, I would, I would like to be a coach someday. So I would say that he influenced me as much as anyone. And then I guess the, the next person would be Larry Brown. I used to come out and work the Denver Nugget basketball camps when he was the coach there. And, uh, and I just felt like I'm not going to be good enough mm-hmm. to play in the league, so maybe one day I can coach in the league. It's interesting you bring up Larry Brown. He's had an influence on a lot of guys, hasn't he? Really has, really has. When you look back and and, and some of the guys in this league that are coaching now, he had a had a big impact on him, including Greg Popovich. Mm-hmm. Greg Popovich, when I was at the University of Kansas, came and took a sabbatical and, and, and traveled with us one year, uh, you know, just as a volunteer assistant. So, uh, you know, you look at you know my situation mm-hmm. and – and, and, and what he's done for me and R.C. Buford, who's at, uh, 
you know, who's at, at, at a general manager at San Antonio and John Calipari, who's at Kentucky, and you can go on and on and on and on. With all the great coaches you've worked at, have, have you been able to take some of certain things that Larry Brown's done, some things that Pop's done, some things that Bobby done, and kind of make it your own as far as learning I, from them? I think that's really, really important, and that's, mm -hmm. a, that's a great question because I think what you have to try to do is that you have to try to steal from those guys, you know, certain things, but – it has to be done within your personality. You can't be Larry Brown and you can't be Greg Popovich, uh, but you can take some things that they do that you really think are important and you can apply those to your personality. And that's what I've tried to do. I've been around some some great, great coaches. Doug Collins, I think, is as good a basketball mind as there, there is in the game. Uh, he had a huge influence on me. Uh, you know, I look at Larry Brown. I said Greg Popovich. Uh, there's so many other people uh, that I had the opportunity to work with that I thought had a great influence on me, Mike D'Antoni, you know, probably offensively as much as anyone. And now you have a really it, – it's funny, you bring up those guys and talk about Pop at the sabbatical, and I remember the story where Pop started a letter to Larry Brown. That's how they started their communication. He was a coach, and after playing basketball at the Air Force Academy, now you've got two young guys sitting next to you in Robert Pack, and Darren Ehrman. In fact, Ehrman looks like he's 20 years old, not 40 <laughs> years old. But And it's it's a real nice story for Robert Pack because he comes back home, uh, a lawless high school guy who went, and I saw him at USC, uh, his last couple of years of college basketball. So it's interesting the way it comes all it's kind of full circle because you were young, you were on Larry's staff, you brought up Kansas, and now you got two young guys sitting next to you. Yeah, and, and, and I think that's that's the great thing about this league. And I, I, and I was telling Robert, like, you know, uh, I watch Robert from afar so many times. I, I'll go out in pregame, and I will watch guys the way they warm up guys, and 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 and, and you know the way they coach guys doing the 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 pregame routines and stuff like that. And I always thought that he had a a way about him and a and a, and a seriousness about him that uh that I I thought wow you know he's going to be a pretty doggone good coach in this league. And then uh, the intensity that he played the game with. Uh, was unbelievable. Uh, Darren is one of those guys that uh, he's a brilliant guy, uh, a workaholic, uh, has an unbelievable uh, passion for the game as far as he wants to know everything. And uh, as I said, he, he is a guy that did a great job with the Golden State uh, defense, uh, you know, three years back where they went from 23rd in the league, I think, to end up being third, you know, uh, the last year. So, uh, you know, I, I think that's the really important spot. That's why he was the first guy that I went out and hired uh, because of the system that he runs. It's the same one that we ran this year at Golden State. It's the same one that we ran at, for the L.A. Clippers. So we're really fired up about having those two guys. And I don't think some people realize how important assistant coaches are to you guys as far as your day-to-day -day operations and stuff. So it is very important, I would say, to pick your certain staff that you like. Would you, wouldn't you say the importance of assistant coaches is – as as big as it is right now? Oh, no, I, I, I think you got to – the assistant coaches that you had are, are very important. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, to me, if you're going to have assistant coaches, then you got to utilize their talent. So uh, one of the things that I've tried to do is that I've tried to hire guys, you know, that, uh, that, that have aspirations of being a head coach. Uh, I want those guys to have a say-so in what's going on with us uh, on the court at all times. So I'm, I'm, I, I'm happy – with the guys that we got, because I think number one, they'll 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 challenge, and I want everyone to. I, like I said, I 
I, I got it from the guys that I work for, uh, and then I know that I want to empower young young guys to, to, to have their own opinions and to be able to challenge the head coach and say, you know, I think this may be better than what we're doing. And that's why I hired the guys that I did because I think both of those guys will. Yeah, it's real interesting to watch teams and their, their principles, especially at the defensive end, because a lot of people now can score the basketball. Getting stops is a totally different story. So when you look at this team and – rim protectors like an Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis still has room for improvement a great deal at the defensive end of the floor. Offensively, he's way ahead of the curve, it seems. Uh, yeah, you're right. And uh, and that's usually the case with young uh, young players. It doesn't matter how great they are. They usually struggle a little on the defensive end. Tremendous shot blocker. And I think he's, you know, I, I look for, for, for AD to be one of those guys that's going to be on the all-defensive team, you know, in the next year. And I think he's going to be on there for years to come. Uh, I think we just got to get, you know, him understanding, you know, the 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 the, the system that we're going to put in. And once he understands the system, I think he has a chance to dominate. Obviously, he's got great timing and a great weak side shot blocker. Uh, we just got him get him to the point where, you know, uh, he's not turning his head and losing his man. And that's that's something that's easily correctable. I think. I don't know if there's even a timetable, but how long does it take for? you to teach a whole new system to a team to how long does it take for a team to kind of adjust and learn for a new system well usually defensively it's a little bit easier you can catch on uh, so much uh more uh defensively than you can offensively i think offensively usually you're a little behind uh from the standpoint when you're putting in a completely different system but uh in this case you know we've got guys that are really kind of peaking you know usually in the nba you know, your best years are from, you know, from about 26 or 27, you know, to 30, 31. Uh, we've got a ton of guys. Our core guys are all in that, that age group right now. So uh, I feel like we have to take advantage of that. Uh, the system will go in. Uh, they will become really good at it. And so uh, the thing that as coaches we've got to understand is that when we're struggling a little bit, it's not. It's 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 pretty much natural in this case. We did it at Golden State last year. Uh, some now, obviously, Steph and Clay can bail you out by making shots, but uh, we still improved all the way up until the last you know ten games of the season. So uh, we want to be able to plan our. We want to be able to be playing our best basketball uh, when April roll, rolls around next year. You know, one guy I didn't bring up, but I brought up our our two top components is Tyreek Evans, a guy that came over and it's he's a phenomenal player, almost like without a position because of his size, and he can get to the rim when he wants to. How do you see Tyreek in particular? Because he's last year, let's face it, they walked the ball up the floor for the most part. But in your system, there's more freedom. And here's a guy that's very expressive uh, on the floor because he's got such a great offensive skill set. Yeah, he, he, I'm probably as, as excited about him as anyone on the team, you know, uh, I just think that he is a, a, a versatile player. I think you'll see him play, you know, three positions for us sometime. You know, he'll play one, two, and three for us. Uh, you know, he's 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 working his butt off right now. You know, he's on a diet. He's 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 just doing so many things. Uh, I see him as a guy that's going to be able to to push the ball. I think playing in the open court is going to really help his game. Uh, that's when he. You know, in, in, in Sacramento, that's when he really took off and rookie of the year and the whole uh, thing there because of the open court and the way he, he plays. So, uh, yeah, I think he's going to be a guy uh, that's going to flourish in this system. And I think he's going to have a great year for us. 
Unfortunately, I wish we had uh, more time here, but we're out of time. I know Coach has a busy day. Uh, Alvin, appreciate the time. Uh, we look forward to having you the rest of the year. Thank you very much for having me. We'll be back to wrap things up on this Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. In New Orleans, our irrepressible spirit flows like the river through everything we do, especially when it comes to sports. Following the boys in black and gold or watching the Z's on Airline Highway, New Orleans redefines what it means to be a fan. And this year, we're flocking to the nest to watch our New Orleans Pelicans take flight. The Whitney is a proud supporter of the New Orleans Pelicans, a great team for a great city. Whitney Bank, member FDIC. For 27 years, locally owned A Confidential Transportation has provided New Orleans with premium transportation services. The modern fleet of A Confidential sedans, SUVs, limousines, limo buses, and vans are operated by fully licensed and insured chauffeurs. Whether you need to transport corporate clients or you're headed to a special event, let A Confidential get you safely there on time with affordable pricing. Call 504-712-1700 to book your A Confidential Transportation today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. About to wrap things up from Studio B, Joel Myers. Really appreciate him uh, being a co-host. Tomorrow, his uh, television partner, David Wesley, will be in for a Wesley Wednesday. And uh, David played for uh, head coach Alvin Gentry. Then Thursday, Jim Eichenhofer will be on. We'll preview the draft. And then Sean Kelly will be back in on Friday as we'll recap a dra the draft. So, uh Joel, before I get into what's next for the Pelicans, what was your biggest takeaway from what Alvin said in the last two segments? There's just so much he talked about. Was there anything that really stuck out to you? Well, yeah, the the inclusive part of it all. Mm -hmm. uh, what happened, and he's he said he's grown and he's seen so many different things and changes in the league. And he has grown as well with it. And then to the point where it's going to be a group that is going to be ideas, sharing information. And all of a sudden now, this is going to be, and we talk about culture, and I use that word when we talk to Alvin, right. uh, from the top to the very bottom, everybody's ideas are going to be exchanged and appreciated, and that's what I like the most about mm -hmm. Alvin Gentry. And this is a very crucial time for the Pelicans the next couple days, the NBA draft. They only they had the 56th pick in the draft, no first-round pick, but you never know how things can swing. Then free agency starts on July 1st, also the big Anthony Davis extension on July 1st. So a very busy time for Alvin Gentry as he's only a few days into the job. Yeah, and he was going to find out very quickly the needs because, mm -hmm. as you said, uh, Summer League, free agency. Summer League, yeah. Uh, uh, Pelicans right now as it stands. Who knows if they get into the first round because you never know uh, with the potential of a deal. But they've got 56th overall. They'll be picking in the second round. Summer League components, who impresses there, and then off to the races we go. It's an exciting time for all of us. Very exciting time. We'll have more about head coach Alvin Gentry and his Pelicans throughout the week. Again, big thanks to Joel Myers, and, of course, big thanks to Alvin Gentry. He's going through, I would say, the media car wash this morning. He's doing a JTC right now. He's got a one-on-one -on -one with Pelicans.com. So plenty of stuff for you on Pelicans.com and uh, throughout this week. So, Joel, again, appreciate the time, and uh, we'll look forward to the draft. I'm ready. What, I wish it was October already. I know. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. For Joel Myers, I'm Daniel Salerson. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.